ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Uh, This might be an app song for what we're about to talk about. Impending breakups in the ACC? Hmm. I mean, I don't know how impending they are, but uh, Florida State and Clemson have begun uh, rattling the Sabers at least uh, at least a little bit here, as uh, making noises about uneven revenue distribution and yada 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 uh, going forward. I don't think there's anything imminent, but uh, words have been spoken out loud, and when that seems to hang in in college athletics, you better watch out uh, down the line. With that, we bring on uh, ACC reporter David Hale from uh, ESPN. Um, what what's going on, David? Here, the the fact that FSU and Clemson are not just saying things, but they're like they they know when they're out loud. They know when they're on the record. Like I, I don't know if they can do anything today, but that that's got to mean more than nothing right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's a warning shot, I guess, so to speak. I mean, there's there's definitely frustration. There's definitely um, some perhaps ill feelings towards their ACC colleagues who are less inclined to. Uh, forego revenue to help Florida State or Clemson. I think there's just a general frustration that the way of the college football world has moved in a direction that has not benefited them in any way whatsoever. And I, I think a lot of it is just sort of that general frustration of like, this isn't working out well for us. It's a problem. But as you sort of alluded to, there's not an easy fix here. Like even if the rest of the ACC did exactly what Michael Alford and Florida State would like, which is share revenue unequally and give more to Florida State. It's not solving the larger problem, which is that uh, the school down the road from Florida State and the SEC is going to be making almost double every year from TV revenue what Florida State is making from the ACC. And that's going to be true for every school in the ACC. And some of them uh, are probably less concerned because they are uh, less eager to compete at the highest level and, and compete for playoff spots on an annual basis as Florida State and Clemson are. Those two schools in particular, and I could probably add Miami, North Carolina, and a few others into the mix of saying, like, look, if you want us to be thinking about winning big, we need more money to do that. And, again, there's not an easy solution here. Uh, no, and certainly not an an easy immediate uh, solution because the you know the TV contract at, at the moment anyway is locked in uh, through twenty thirty six. I suppose we'll find out in the coming years so what locked in means uh, for any of this stuff. But I don't know, David. Have you ever seen a scenario where you know major conference uneven TV distribution money distribution works out well? I mean, we, we saw it like Texas strong armed everyone in the Big 12. They had, they've got their own TV channel and the, the Longhorn Network, at least until they joined the SEC. Like, that didn't work out in the end. Like, does something like this ever work out uh, long-term once people start talking about it? Well, you know, I would say no. There's really not a good uh, track record of that. I, I don't know that Texas is the best uh, indication because I think Texas has its own, mm-hmm. uh, shall we say, personality <laughs> that might be a little different than the folks at Florida State or Clemson. But, look, I think there are valid points on both sides. And the point that that is that we're bringing in more money and we're the ones competing for playoff spots and we're the ones that are driving ratings for this league and we deserve more is not unreasonable. And I think the idea that, 
look, we can't continue to do those things without more money is not unreasonable. But as you said, it, it creates a hierarchy, and it creates a hierarchy entirely around football success, which, while I think all of us living in reality understand that to be true, that is not in any way the mission statement of the ACC in general. But, you know, again, I, I, point, I keep going back to the idea of, like, we could distribute the ACC pie any way you want to slice it up, but it doesn't change the fact that even in the most uh, liberal of examples of giving more to the power teams, there's still going to be 20, 25, 30 million dollars a year behind bad teams in the SEC and Big Ten. Like that's the real problem here is is not that unequal revenue distribution within the ACC. It's the unequal revenue distribution in college football in general. Yeah, I mean, you look at those numbers, like Clemson and Florida State, no matter what you do under the current circumstances, they're both going to be behind Vanderbilt and Northwestern. <laughs> like that's right. It's schools like that. that, And it sets up, and I don't know where this is going, because like the money difference is all based on football. Like, hey, we're, we've been talking Bayheim and basketball here uh, for months now, and we love it, and there's a lot of other places that you know love that or whatever sport, but all of the money issues are stemming uh, from football. Like, is there some point, and it's not going to be tomorrow, like, does football have to separate from the other sports in some ways or separate from the idea of the conference? Is that the, is that the only way to make this work, David? Because it feels like as long as football is connected uh, to the other sports that you're going to be stuck in a situation that there's almost no good way to get out of. Yeah, I don't think you're incorrect in that. Uh, I think there's two, two sort of sets of, of facts that you're facing in that. Yes, football is an entirely different economic model. Like, it doesn't make any sense to lump it in with the rest of sports other than the fact that it is a technically a sport. But it is uh, a sport that throws off Title IX completely because there is no women's version of it. Uh, it is a sport that brings in anywhere from 70 to 90% of the revenue at most places. Uh, it is a sport that increasingly requires more and more and more investment. And it's the sport that's driving TV ratings. Those things are all 100% true that make football a completely different animal than everything else that goes on in college athletics. And so we're constantly trying to reverse engineer a way to make that work, and it frankly just won't in the long term. But the flip side of that is, um, how do you change it? Because I don't think the SEC is thinking, yeah, you know what, let's give up our hold on Bama and Georgia and, and Texas and Texas A&M uh, in order to, in football, in order to make everybody else feel better. Like it's just the bigger problem here is that uh, the football powers are largely isolated locally in specific areas and in specific conferences. And no one is eager to cede any of that power or financial benefit. So where do we get to? I don't know. I think, you know, maybe at the end of the day, you end up with two super conferences. Maybe at the end of the day, you have uh, football athletes determined to be um, employees, which are going, is going to drive a whole different economic model. And some schools just opt out of that and say, look, we're going to do sort of like UConn has done. I mean, not to, they didn't completely give up on football, but they said, look, our priority is going to be basketball. We don't, we're not worried about it now. Um, maybe, maybe more schools follow in that model. I, I don't know. I, I know what we're, we're in right now is this sort of weird college athletics purgatory in which it feels like a lot is about to change. We don't quite know how it's going to change. We just know that it will. It's not what it used to be. It's not what it's going to be. We're living through these sort of growing pains in the middle. 
David Hale, ESPN, is our guest. And, uh, David, uh, the main other thing I know is whenever we try to guess what's next, we're all wrong. Like, uh, co- collectively, we, we have a big failure of guessing what's next because it, it just goes off in weird uh, directions. And now I look at the ACC. We're, we're sitting here, uh, the TV contract, and uh, probably more importantly than the TV contract, the grant of rights built into the TV contract for the league goes through uh, 2036. I'd say you know this. There, there are billable hours of plenty right now. The lawyers going out right now, picking this thing apart, trying to figure out. You know, are there any uh, loopholes and whatnot in this? Do you think it's something like that 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 brings apart the next part for the ACC, or is this just going to be what it is? And we're sitting here till 2036 till somebody gets to make their next chess move. I think there's realistically three, maybe four potential moves down the road. One is that just nothing changes and, you know, it's a lot of uh, screaming and yelling, but but ultimately won't really matter. And, and Clemson and Florida State will still find a way to compete. They'll just be doing it uh, the way, you know, the A's and the Tampa Bay Rays do in baseball with less. Um, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility to, to cover the next five to ten years or, or even through the end of the grant of rights. It's possible. Um, I think you could see, and this is a thing that Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, uh, told me, is that, that there isn't a silver bullet here, but there might be a half dozen or a dozen different smaller moves that we can make that will help bridge this gap, that will not necessarily put us on par with the SEC, but make it so that the difference between the two is not so pronounced. And, and that could be any number of things from unequal revenue sharing to multimedia rights packages and on and on and on. Um, I think that you have a non-zero percent chance that the entire football landscape gets up because of judiciary rulings or, or something along those lines. And I think that's a possibility. And then I, the last one, as you alluded to, is some of these schools are going to go to court and fight the grant of rights in order to get out of the ACC. But it's very tricky for a number of reasons because, one, the, the grant of rights is designed to keep you from doing this. So um, while there's nothing preventing a school from going to court and fighting it, there is a lot preventing them from winning that court case. And we've seen, you know, Texas and Oklahoma only had five years left on a deal, and they waited out four of them and still paid $100 million to get out of the fifth. So I, I don't think it's an easy path. And, you know, even if you can, the, the other problem, as I've had several ladies tell me, is like, you got to have a place to go. And at this point, there's not an offer on the table for anyone to go somewhere else. Would. Florida State or, or North Carolina or Clemson or Miami or Virginia Tech or any of these schools potentially be attractive to other leagues? Yeah, potentially, but, it's, but certainly until you know what your uh, multimedia and TV revenue streams are going to be, can you even broadcast your games? It's hard for the Big Ten to say, yeah, we want you to come join. Also, we can't broadcast a single one of your games until 2036. Like, nobody's doing that. Uh, right, because you know that's the thing. There's nothing in the contract that keeps you in the ACC. The the contract is keeping your money in the ACC, which is a pretty exactly significant. Right. Like you can leave. We're going to keep all your cash, and we're going to still broadcast your games, and you can't do anything about it. Uh, which brings us to this, and this is kind of a, the, for you, David, since you work for ESPN. This is a, a the call is coming from inside the house kind of question, but. <laughs> What what kind of influence do you think, you know, specifically ESPN, toss Fox in the mix, NBC and CBS to some extent, but this is mainly an ESPN thing and a little bit of Fox, that, all right, say say we come to the apocalyptic scenario and there becomes a Super League that has 30 teams or whatever. That That's going to leave a lot of football inventory 
elsewhere. Like ESPN still needs to put games on the air, regardless of what it is. Like that's got to come into play at some point down the line. Like Syracuse football, whatever it's going to be, or you know, Virginia football, or you know, pick whoever's going to get left out of the next step. Like. ESPN still wants to put these games on something uh, down the line. How do you think that idea of it, you know, the streaming and content uh, plays into the next step of all this? I mean, it's a great question. And I I would say that the future of college sports and college football in particular is up in the air as much because the future of broadcast is up in the air. Like we don't know exactly what this is going to look. And you think like, Oh, we've had all this turmoil and change within college sports over the last five years. That's been true of television and and viewership consumption too you know there's a lot of sort of want to uh, paint the picture of ESPN being the boogeyman in this situation and I'm not going to say that that's not the case at all because again that's where the money's coming from but ESPN is is invested in the ACC they're 50-50 partners on the ACC network with Mm -hmm. the league like they don't want to see the league fall apart they want to see this be successful and maybe that means they open up the coffers at some point to try to make this more sustainable for the league to exist as it does. Um, or maybe it does, you know, again, I don't know that there's necessarily a bad thing, but it, it take away the money. Like don't think about the, the financial end of it and just look at the, the landscape of college football. I mean, it's been a pretty uh, bifurcated landscape for a long time, right? There's the haves and the have nots. And that was, about way more than money. You know, there's a difference between Alabama and Vanderbilt within the same conference. And so maybe if you see some stratification where you have these two super leagues or something like that, and there can still be a hell of a lot of really good, fun college football being played. I mean, I would argue you watch Wake Forest last year, watch Arizona last year. These weren't good football teams per se. That was some of the best damn college football game watching you could have as just a fan of the sport. So, you know, I don't know that any of this means the end of the world. It just means a much different looking world. Yeah, I mean, hey, on most years, like teams thirty through eighty aren't competing for the national title on a given year. It doesn't mean people don't care about it. Like that, that's going to be what's really interesting uh, going forward. All right, David, it just felt like this whole Florida State thing was like the first shots fired and whatever the next thing is going to be, whatever it's going to be. We'll keep our eye on it. I'm sure you will as well. And uh, whenever something happens, so we'll talk to you about it uh, down the line. But uh, thanks for a few minutes today. No problem. Thanks for having me. That is David Hale, ESPN. Always good to talk to him about uh, ACC, football, whatever. And, man, what's happening next? No idea. When's it happening? No idea. Is it happening? Absolutely. That is the only thing I'm sure of. Is something going to happen? Absolutely. Because it's college football. And, man, you look at it and the pomp and the history and the pageantry and all this stuff. Yeah, the longest stuff ever lasts is like 10 years. Anyway, if you look back historically, every decade is completely different. So what's going to happen by the time we get to the end of this TV contract in 2036? That is 13 years from now? My goodness, who knows? The college football players will be watching them. They're in third grade. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Those players, you know what they're not doing right now? They're not driving a car. Hurting a car? Call William Attar. That that sort of worked, right? 444-444, William Attar. Back for the rest after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.